the twists and turns of that U.S. presidential election. And oh, by the way, they're still trying to solve immigration, too, and all the other problems that they have at the same time, which makes it so interesting every week when we check in with Reggie Cicchini, our Global News Washington correspondent. Good morning, Reggie. Good morning. Let's talk about the primary recap this week. Boy, this was so interesting that they're trying to push that the Republican side of things is over, but Nikki Haley is saying not so much. She is not going anywhere. And in fact, uh, in the day after she lost the primary and, you know, add a couple of hours on top of that, she raised more than a million dollars from her fundraising efforts, including T-shirts that say that she's not going anywhere, essentially getting up on stage to say Donald Trump threw a Donald Trump style hissy fit that he didn't win as big as he wanted to win. So she's not going to go anywhere. What does it mean? Well, I mean, look, the the path and the math are not really in her favor going forward, but staying in the race is, um, you know, is a choice and it could matter. Primaries, sure, they're going to go to Donald Trump. But in a general election, if she can switch people's mindsets over to, you know what, maybe Trump is not the best person for this because she's going after the, you know, the college educated and the suburban women and the undecideds, she really could make a difference in what happens in November because they may go over to Joe Biden if he's the candidate. Well, yeah, let's talk about that part of it. I found that so interesting because there were quite a few people, you know, Nikki Haley voters this week who said they're they're not voting for Donald Trump if he is the candidate, and especially because of the way he attacked her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the the speech that Donald Trump gave, uh, you know, from the experts that we talked to, from listening to to Haley supporters, this was not a presidential speech, but it was something to be expected from Donald Trump. And some of the Haley supporters that I talked to in New Hampshire earlier this week made a point of saying if it's not her on the ballot in November, they will switch and vote for Joe Biden. And that, I mean, says one of two things. Number one, it says maybe the age factor of Joe Biden isn't quite so much a liability, but it also says, hey, maybe uh, Joe Biden, despite his age, is better than Donald Trump. So, I mean, this could spell problems for the Republican Party down the line. Okay, so she doesn't seem like she is bending yet, even though she was even getting pressure I saw from the Republican National Committee. I mean, she's been getting pressure from the entire Republican Party in general to say, bow down uh, and, and essentially kiss the ring of Donald Trump. Let us give him this throne that belongs to him uh, already. She's not going. Even the RNC is now coming out to say, look, why don't we just give him the win anyways, even though 48 other states Nuts. have to hold their, their primaries and caucuses. So, I mean, she's not going anywhere. Trump is, is seething over the fact that there is still competition in the race. And I think she's going to try to use that to her advantage. So, too, will Joe Biden. It's so this has now made the race to me so much more interesting because somebody is actually pushing back, uh, which none of the candidates were doing before, like actively pushing back against Donald Trump. So that makes it so interesting to me. But also Donald Trump has other bigger issues, too, in New York City. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the closing arguments begin uh, in the trial uh, of E. Jean Carroll. It's a damages trial uh, linked to the accusations uh, that, that she was raped uh, in a department store uh, back in the 1980s. Yesterday, Donald Trump actually got up in his own defense, uh, and he was on the stand for just over 180 seconds. Uh, the jury was you know, instructed to disregard a couple of things that he said beyond one-word answers uh, of yes and no. And ultimately, um, you know, th- this it's going to cost Donald Trump some money, possibly. But as we have seen with Donald Trump, he turns these court cases into, um, you know, campaign 
you know, conversations. So whatever happens to Trump, he's going to rail against it and he's going to get support from within his base, even though the accusations um, are, are, are heinous. Right. Okay. Now we have to talk about the other side here, the Democratic side of things, where they're, they seem to be kind of sharpening their message for this presidential campaign. And it sounds like they're definitely going to be putting abortion at the forefront. Absolutely. Uh, we, we, Joe Biden has not really kicked off his campaign yet. He's been urged to do that by the former president, uh, Barack Obama. Uh, but he and, and Vice President Harris were in Virginia earlier this week, uh, and they made uh, abortion a key pillar, and it is likely going to become a key pillar as we get closer to November. This did well for them in 2020. It did well for them after Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, when they were able to kind of stop that red wave from forming in 2022. They are now going to use, um, you know, uh, uh, stats that are coming out about uh, about uh, uh, rape and, and the pregnancies that are coming from that that can't be terminated because uh, there's no abortion in some states to say the person who took away your rights is the person who is trying to get back into power. So this is going to be what they try to coalesce so much of the Democratic base back onto their side for to say threats to your rights and threats to democracy follow Donald Trump. Okay, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and there's a study that came out about the impacts of this, right? Yeah, and I mean it's 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 it is it's difficult to kind of hear it uh, in that this study, you know, it's it's estimates, it's not exact numbers here, but they suggest that 64,000 uh uh pregnancies by rape were recorded in states that have total bans on abortion in the six or seven months after Roe v. Wade was uh, was overturned. The vast majority, 26,000 of those in the state of Texas alone. That is a uh, that is a health crisis. That is a mental health crisis. That is a potential future financial crisis for these women. And it comes especially after Texas Governor right. Greg Abbott said that he was going to work to eliminate rape in his state. These stats suggest that it has only uh, become worse. And these are numbers that Democrats, uh, the president and the vice president are going to run on when they talk about the detriments and the detrimental effect uh, of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Well, let's talk about some law and order issues then here, too, because, you know, Reggie, I, I followed this story over the last 10 years about how the death penalty has become increasingly difficult for states to carry out uh, just because of the, the the chemicals involved, the drugs involved. That a lot of companies said they, they didn't want to be associated with this. And so then Alabama was trying something new, and it sounds like it just went horribly wrong. Well, it, 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 I mean, in the eyes of, of the state of Alabama, in the eyes of Governor Kay Ivey, in the eyes of the, of the U.S. Supreme Court that overturned the attempts to appeal, this went right. This is exactly what they were attempting to do, which was put to death uh, a man that had been convicted uh, in a murder for hire plot. The problem is that there are critics that say the, the way that he was put to death using nitrogen uh, that took upwards uh, of at least half an hour. Uh, and, you know, he was holding his breath and he was writhing uh, on, on, the, on the stretcher. Um, you know, it suggests that this person may have been used as an experiment to try and figure out if nitrogen is going to be the way to do this. There are critics saying, look, let's abolish the death penalty altogether. But these states say, look, no, it's in our constitution. We're going to do it. This is now our path forward. Veterinarians have come out to say we don't use nitrogen because it, it is an uncomfortable death. But but these states are now using it on humans. Um, and the question is, you know, will it happen again? Uh, or, or or will the people who are trying to fight back against this um, will they become the winners? Nonetheless, this was this was this was this was this was horrifying. It was gruesome. Oof. It's a reality in these states, um, and it's a conversation. Oh boy, is it ever, uh, Reggie? Thank you for all that. Thank you. Appreciate that, Reggie Jacchini, our Global News Washington correspondent.